Good evening, everybody. Uh, this is the conference call for Monday, the uh, 14th. We uh, appreciate everybody being online. And uh, today we're going to be talking about resentment. And Ray Randolph is going to be uh, sharing along with all of us on the call. Uh, Ray, go ahead and uh, introduce yourself and start the conference. Cool. All right. Hey, y'all. This is Ray Randolph. Uh, like Paul said, we're going to talk about resentment tonight. I want to start off by reading the definition of resentment and uh, something that we're big on here with Discover It is defining words. Paul coined, coined, it, coined it as word technology, breaking down the meaning of words. We tend to uh, overgeneralize and we develop these definitions over years that, that get diluted or misrepresented in our minds. So we like to, you know, make a habit of even words that we think we know, uh, which is what I did with this word. I've been thinking about it over the weekend and I actually looked up the definition uh, a little bit ago and I, a few things clicked for me that hadn't, when I was just thinking of it in terms of what I've always assumed resentment to be. So I'll start off by going ahead and reading that definition. I've got resentment, bitter indignation at having been, having been treated unfairly. And I'll go ahead and real quick define the word indignation as well. Indignation is anger or annoyance provoked by what is perceived as unfair treatment. So basically, bitter indignation, so anger or annoyance at having been treated unfairly. So a very negative emotion, a negative energy that we tend to hold anchored to past events, things that we feel happened to us that we didn't deserve, we felt was unfair treatment, shouldn't be done to anybody, you know, without them having earned or uh, having done something to deserve that sort of treatment. And as I was thinking of what I could share on, it immediately, when I read the definition, one thing stood out to me that I was a huge hurdle in my life and I held a lot of resentment towards in the past and took me a long time to get over. And that's my, not only it's my childhood, but not only that kind of how my childhood led into the trouble that I was getting myself into. And then ultimately the criminal history, the, the felony that I had on my record at 18 years old, um, being kind of a, a, uh, a result of all the actions and behaviors that I had developed up until that point. So it kind of was the, a stamp on my life that represented the failure that I had experienced, or at least in my mind, that's what it represented. And although reflecting on my childhood, I tend to say that I don't feel 
you know, very personally about it one way or another. I, I tend to think that, you know, or at least when I was young and growing up, I didn't seem to care much about the way things were turning out for me. And quite frankly, I, I seen a lot of it as normal, at least to me. I didn't think that it was far out of the norm for someone to, for someone to experience that sort of turbulence and negativity in their life. I guess I uh, sort of generalized that being a world, you know, the experience of the world that the, the world was just a messy place and that it wasn't fair to anyone. And the resentment came in whenever I wanted to turn my life around. So after age 18 and around that time I was having my, my first child, my daughter, and I started seeing things in a different light. I started to see examples of what I wanted to become and what I wanted for my life. And simultaneously as I wanted more, I started to face the hurdles to achieving that. One of the biggest ones was the felonies that were on my record. So for a, many years, I, I, really, I held a lot of resentment towards what happened in my past that led to me, that, that led me down the road that ultimately landed me in, that, in those circumstances where now I'm seeing what I want out of life. Because you know, throughout my childhood, I, I really didn't have much hope or, or dreams or goals or objectives. So that seemed to pass by without too much, uh, you know, feeling one way or another about the situation. But after I'd, I, after, I guess, a reality check and, you know, I started to think, if I'm going to be around for many years, how do I want that to turn out? You know, how do I want my experience to unfold? And it wasn't until then that I had to start comparing what I've become to where I wanted to be. And one of the biggest, in my mind, setbacks or obstacles or hurdles to overcome would be that criminal record. Because it seemed that if I wanted to accomplish any of these things, I first needed a, a, a good steady stream of income and it seemed to be a roadblock every way I turned. You know, I, I kept having to settle for minimum wage jobs and that whole environment of being at the bottom, the very bottom of the totem pole and, and, and even psychologically seeing myself as that, even though I wanted so much more, and then even feeling that sort of treatment, you know, going into those workplace environments, feeling like, you know, people, they really treat you when you're at the bottom, they treat you as such. And, you know, I'm constantly reminded that I was where I was because of my childhood, because of the way I was guided or misled. Um, and that that was, in my mind, going to hope, going to prevent me from ever achieving what I what I had come to realize that I wanted the dreams that it that started to to form in my mind the, the the things that I wanted to achieve the person I wanted to become 
And so resentment grew out of that intense frustration, battling with who I had been, and that being a major obstacle that I felt like was stopping me from ever achieving what I wanted to become. And of course, when we're in that, in that state of mind, we, it, the more we think about it, the more we allow that resentment to, to brew inside of us, it becomes like a, a, a mountain. It becomes almost impossible to, in our mind to overcome. And it, for sure, at that time in my life, that's how I felt. I felt that more and more as time went on that, you know what, because of this, because of this crap that happened to me as a child, things that I didn't think much of about in the past, now it's starting to come to fruition and, and I'm starting to see it clearer that, you know what, I didn't think much of this in the past, but now that I realize, you know, now that I think more about it, this stuff that happened in the past is really going to prevent me from ever being anyone, you know, it being someone worthwhile, having a life that I could be proud of and things like that. So I had a lot, I, I, tons of resentment. And that stood out to me when I defined the word resentment as, wow, that, that is something that I definitely held that negative emotion towards and how that put me into a, a, a negative state for many, many years that actually in retrospect, in retrospect, I'm sure it held me back more than the criminal record itself did. For many, many, many years, I've become convinced of that truth or what I believe to be true in my life is that I would never be able to overcome what my past had branded me as. It branded me as a criminal, as a felon, as a failure. And the resentment it caused me to move differently, to act differently, to act with um, hesitation, to act with with shame and self-doubt. Because the more I believed that that brand, that stamp on my life was going to prevent me from becoming anything, I, 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 of course, our actions change in response to that mindset, in response to the belief that we hold. It really wasn't until starting to work with Paul and, and starting to peel back those layers of that, that onion of belief before I started to build the mindset that I could do anything I put my mind to. And to look through and look past that, that mental block, that resentment that was holding so much power over my life and keeping me stagnant and keeping me paralyzed from taking action, from not only taking action, but taking it with a positive outlook, you know? So one, there's one, on one hand, we can go and take action, go put in applications. Uh, on the other hand, we go put it, put in that application with conviction that if I try, not only if I try and put my all into it, I increase my chances of getting this job, but even if I don't get this job, that, that sort of momentum is going to propel me into something more positive than if I sit here and allow this resentment or this negativity to over rule my life, to, to take, 
root and control in my entire life. And that's what I've been allowing it to do for so long. And so really what we've got to look at with resentment and other emotions like it is that if we, if we allow it to, to hold value in our mind, it's going to prevent us from taking the sorts of action and having the positive mindset to actually overcome these obstacles. Like I said, it, five when did we meet paul we met uh seven years ago april the 5th april the 5th that was 2000 and about 13 mm-hmm. 2012 2012 actually i remember i had it written 2012 2012 i was let's see i was about 24 25 years old 24 yeah I got in those felonies when I was 18 years old. So six years, yeah, six years prior to that. And when I met you, I was in a similar state of mind and a similar uh, state of circumstances as I was when, when, you know, I went through that, that situation. So for six years, which I, I don't believe it, it takes everyone six years to overcome having a criminal record from getting it into, you know, situations that you hadn't intend, you know, for your life to take that, to take that course. But six years, majority of that time was fighting through that, that resentment, fighting through that feeling uh, of victim mentality, feeling that the world had done something to me that I didn't deserve that allowed those, those things to ever happen. At that, at some point, I knew that it was my actions, but I also was very aware that my circumstances growing up—that's exactly what it prepared me for, or worse. My circumstances, my uh, parenting, um, school, or extracurricular activities—none of these things set me up for success. It wasn't that I had all the proper uh, guidance and I just wanted to rebel against it. I was, in so many words, trained to go down that path. And I, I, I totally resented it. I totally felt that I had been dealt an unfair hand and that because of that, I would be stuck in my circumstances forever, that I would never be able to amount to anything worthwhile that my daughter that was on the way, I would never be able to give her the things that I'm now seeing are worthwhile to pass to your child, to be able to show your child the experiences that you want to help them to, uh, to experience and to, you know, travel the world and to, um, be able to support them and, and going after their dreams. All these things that I felt were, uh, sabotaged because of the bad hand that I was dealt and that extremely negative energy, extremely negative outlook. It, it ruled my life for, for many years. Cause even after we met Paul, it took, you know, it took some years to overcome that. Absolutely. And so resentment 
it's very it's it's very understandable to go through a feeling of negativity towards someone or something that had caused you harm that you feel that you didn't deserve. It's very understandable. It's it's justifiable. It's it's not that we say you shouldn't feel that way because it's wrong, but you should seek to find your way out of it because it's it's hurting you sometimes more than the initial infliction. And that's very true in many in many things with when it comes to a negative mindset. When we say to ourselves, of course I couldn't get that, that type of job. It takes so many years of schooling and I should have started that a long time ago. It's amazing the way that doors can open up. But but only once you've got the positive mindset, only once you believe that possibilities are endless, do these doors open up in the strangest ways. And so when we're holding on to emotions like resentment, we're literally preventing those doors from revealing themselves to us. Because oftentimes, even if that door is open and it's right in front of us, we don't see it because we're so locked in to the resentment or the the negative emotion that's captivating our attention and thus controlling our actions and our outcomes. So it's very, very, very key to open up and look at what sort of uh, behaviors am I choosing that are stemming from resentment. And even though I feel that they're, they're justified and it's, truly unfair that these things happen to me opening our minds to how much that's controlling our our outcomes now versus the situation that happened in the first place and true true indeed some of these things are extremely hard to overcome uh having a felony on your record is extremely hard to overcome but i'm living proof i've i've all my civil rights are restored i voted for the first time a couple of years ago um i've had my rights to bear arms restored i now hold a concealed carry permit which most people who never had their rights removed don't go that far as to uh to getting a secure a uh, concealed carry permit and i have a very good job that I I would have never in a million years thought I would I only hope to and then had a lot of resentment towards the fact that I would like to have a job like I have today but because of my past I more than likely will never experience that will never achieve that is where a lot of that resentment came from and all that has come to pass and that's not to say that in every case this is true but we greatly sometimes we'll never know until we're willing to look at resentment or the or fear or the negative emotion that's holding us so imprisoned in a sense because we really are in in a cage and very limited by that mindset so that's my experience with resentment um and how it's affected my life um up until this point Thank you very much, uh, 
Ray, appreciate that. Uh, you have definitely, in seven years, come in a fantastic long way than where you were when I first met you, you know. And uh, really enjoyed your uh, sharing tonight. Um, Thanks. How about... How about you, uh, Bill? Would you like to apply resentment to any part of your life and share with us how it has applied at present time or the past? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if the podcast would be long enough for uh, how I actually feel sometimes because uh, I'm just starting to actually get over resentment right now of my uh, my former wife. Yeah, but I but I was really thinking about this. Um, you know, small words and actions. Um, you know, I, you know me. I'm a, I'm a spiritual individual, and uh, this this type of uh, this type of feeling that you have with resentment is something that the enemy of this earth would love to have everybody feel. And I feel uh, in my relationship, it uh, it grew through the butterfly effect, just through small words years ago. And um, she held on to that resentment, and it built and built and built, and could picture bitter anger and indignation through it. And, um, you know, our internal thoughts, it, it, they only want to give you what you deserve. They only want to give you so much. They don't want you to let go of this to seek freedom. And um, she never did. And through the through the last two months since we broke up, um, uh, actually up until October 7th, I was very resentful, very resentful. Consumed me day in, day out. It, you know, Paul, I was, uh, I was a wreck. It, uh, it distracted me from all of my work. I couldn't couldn't really function and then uh i just said forget about it um last monday and said no you know i didn't commit any crime i uh loved as hard as i could probably too hard and it wasn't my fault it wasn't my choice so it was actually a good week until yesterday when it was my birthday and i received a happy birthday uh from her and it kind of sort of angered me. Um, made me very resentful of her and uh, things that are going on right now. But uh, it wasn't as consuming as it has been. So it, you really have to look at it. And uh, like Ray, Ray was talking, you know, you can look back on everything that uh, uh, the actions of your past when you were a child, you know, from the past program conditioning, we're, you know, we're all built to end up uh, having that type of anger because we feel like we were, uh, I want to say, uh, disavowed from, you know, maybe uh, our parents or uh, friends when we were younger or things that occurred to our life. But uh, the resentment, gets so consuming that um, it can it can paralyze you. And if you don't uh, actually live this life with your eyes wide open to see like what Ray was talking about, you know, he knew he was better than 
what his past was, so he fought to push out of it. That's what each of us have to do. That's what I'm doing right now is just to look at fighting to get out of it because, that one, it, you start to carry self-doubt in yourself when you know that you're a damn good individual and you can do almost anything you set your mind to. That's like what Ray did, what I'm trying to do, Jody, the same thing. But if you look at it, the um, your internal thoughts want to hold you so captive to hold on to that resentment. Love it. Just keep it warm and next to your body so you're going to uh, just stay where you're at and not being able to succeed. But you just have to, you have to make your mind up to say no. I am not going to live my dang life that way, and I'm just going to continue to move on. Look for a better future. Look for, you know, building your dreams again. You know, I built all mine towards, you know, future retirement and thought that, you know, my wife and I were going to be retiring together. You know, well, things change. But, you know, to look at uh, the excitement of the future, you know, I applied for my passport. I'm looking forward to going to Scotland and Ireland and uh, possibly Ecuador. But it's starting to dream again and look at what you have. Don't, don't, let, don't hold resentment for the past. Cut that out and start afresh and look towards the future. <laughs> I better stop it there or else I'll go on for another hour. <laughs> Thank you very much, Bill. Appreciate it. Uh, You've uh, definitely, in the past year, you've uh, grown also uh, since you, you know, been with us for almost going on 13 months now. But thank you for uh, sharing and applying it to your life. Uh, how about you, Jody? You want to uh, yeah, share something? Absolutely. You know, that was a really good topic, and I really, you know, have a lot of thoughts and feelings on resentment because I too have a lot of those kind of built in and you know there's so many synonyms Ray touched on a bunch of them and you know there's so many strong words built into those synonyms and that feeling of being treated unfair um, is oftentimes just a perception and Ray also talked about an environment how you can have a resentment towards like environment or society and things like that and you know we got to remember when we're having these resentments from other people that they have their own it too, that not all these feelings of being treated unfair are our fault. Sometimes it's the other person who thinks we did something wrong and they're treating us that way. Sometimes it might be no reason at all. It might be like we said, their, their past program conditioning, how they were brought up. And another big word that sticks out was like that feeling of being unforgiven and unforgiven has this bondage to the past and we do a whole topic on forgiveness and stuff but that feeling of anger and resentfulness towards like someone or ourselves um, or the environment or something based on that perceived um, thing that they did to us or that treating being treated unfair and you know that anger and annoyance and stuff just kind of gnaws and eats at us and like bill said it just kind of builds up and builds up and creates a self-doubt and feeling of unworthiness and you know we repeat these things over and over in our head like and it just kind of gives that resentment more and more power where you think so-and-so did this to me like if only I would have done something different or I should have done something different or why did they do this to me or why did that 
you know, just consumes us and we hold that grudge over and over. And it's all based on the past, uh, that bondage to the past. So um, I read this book, uh, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And, you know, he talks about forgetting about the past and kind of moving on and moving forward. And Bill talked about being paralyzed based on that consumption and that resentment. And we have a solution, the uh, confront, identify, and be proactive. And once we kind of realize that the resentment is what it is and those feelings and stuff towards that environment, those people or ourselves, um, we can take action. We can learn how to like forgive ourselves, forgive others. And there's this good saying, you know, and, uh, unforgiveness and resentment are kind of like drinking poison and hoping the other person dies. Um, forgiveness is really all about how we feel about what happened to us. It's not so much forgiving the other person. It's more or less letting go of what happened to us. And once we have that forgiveness, uh, like Ray said, you know, all that stuff's going to be lifted, that anger, that annoyance, that hate, just going to be all gone. And it's not going to be holding us back. And we talk about choice a lot. And really that's our part of that confront, identify and be proactive is to make that choice, to be able to let that go and to be able to uh, stop holding that resentment, stop holding, letting it hold us back and letting it consume us. So really good topic. Thanks for everyone else for sharing. Thank you very much for sharing. Appreciate each and every one of you uh, on the call, and uh, looking forward to next Monday night, the twenty-first. And appreciate everybody being online tonight. And we will see you next Monday, the twenty-first. Thank you. Sounds good. Hey, uh, Paul, you want to give them that phone number again if anybody wants to call in and listen or participate. Yeah, the number is 515-604-9538. And the uh, access number? 655-145. Sounds good. And that's every Monday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. There you go. <clears throat> Thank you very much for being online, everybody. See you next Monday night. Thanks.